Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up her season. Welcome back to Pick Acres Wonderland. We are back for episode 21. And it's, it's been, it was a good weekend for me personally. I was at my last game of the season, which is kind of sad, but I got weldy, so I'm out. I'm, I'm well happy for Frida. <laughs> um, to start off a bit of news as always, 55 goals, 42 assists, and the second most goal contributions in WSL. It is our best birthday, so happy birthday. Um, I am going to ask you to, uh, I, I am going to introduce Adam and Matt because I've completely just jumped straight into this. Adam, I'm going to start with you. What's your favourite Beth Mead moment so far? Uh, well, uh, I was just saying, I was going to ask if it was this season, but that, that's been a rather short season. Um, I can only think of really her fa- my favourite Beth goal, which is the one she scored against Brighton at the Amex Stadium. I, I could just, it's, it's the game when we won the league um, in 2019. And look, she's got some great goals, some important goals, some amazing goals, but I could just watch that goal back. And it's so aesthetically pleasing watching it launch into the top corner on in on that day and at that stadium. Um, it was the goal that sort of made me uh, join, you know, Team Mead. Um, so, no, that will that will always be my favourite. And Unless maybe she scored a winner in the Champions League final. But until then. Till next season, um, it will be the uh, it will be the goal at Brighton that won us the league. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. That is a nice goal. Mm. Uh, and as always, Matt is joining joining us um, on the screen. Um, Matt, what is your favourite Beth Mead moment? Oh, so many to choose from. Um, I think just a personal one for me at the end of the season uh, against West Ham which was a year yesterday um, I got to manage to speak to her and everything she goes mm-hmm. and, uh, go and ask for a photo she takes a photo of the stand like the, of the stealing of the stand so that always pulls out to me but it's almost like a it's one of those things that you keep with you um, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it even in that West Ham game she hit the crossbar she could hit the crossbar so many times last season as well thinking about it Um but one thing that stood out, you could probably say the game against Chelsea, where you could probably say when people started thinking maybe it was the start of the revenge tour. Um, but yeah, oh, there's so many. I, th- I think my favourite moment will probably be um, just her being able to... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with my first answer and go with the game against West Ham because Adam looks like he's about to nod off there. So, <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I am going to nod off, but that's not because of what you're saying, just because I'm absolutely shattered. Um, I mean, I'm sure people on YouTube can see the bags under my eyelids. Um, it's been a, I've just been, a, it's been a rough return from the bank holiday, and I think we're all feeling a bit, um, a bit exhausted. I yeah, should add the, the, the Brighton game, I mean, the, 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 to the Chelsea game, when she scored um, the fir- her brace, the first goal, when mm-hmm. she absolutely leapt it into past Berger and, and to the inside netting where her, um, her towel was hanging. 
I mean, yeah, I was at the Emirates for that, and um, that was special. That was so. That was almost like the Beth's back, and she means. But after what happened with the Olympics, it was sort of her launch onto the uh, onto that season, and what a season she had. But that moment, that Emirates game, that Chelsea win against Chelsea, that will that will stay. That will stay for a long time. Even if you just go back to her England game at goals at the Euros, I think back to the game against Norway where she just literally danced through that Norwegian defence and just slotted it in the back of the net. I was just thinking, you're so on fire at the moment. You're probably roasting marshmallows. You could have roasted some marshmallows um, over a campfire because you're so on fire. Every player has a game where just everything goes like perfect for you. It just happens. You just know that it, you're on form. Everything is snapping. The passes are finding their targets. Your shots are hitting the top corner. Um, in uh, Michael Richards mentioned this in the podcast. He said he had like a really when he was like just when he was bursting onto the scene for Man City. And he said he said I had this game against Charlton where I was playing amazing at Man City. The passes are finding the places. I was doing amazing stuff, and he was really worried because he knew. He isn't really this good. And then if the next day, the, the fans are going to be expecting him to be doing the same when they play, you know, Man United next or something. It's going to be terrible. But that game, that, again, it was at the Amex Stadium. Again, just maybe she loves that stadium, obviously. Um, also, shout out for her inventing the crot when she scored against Brazil. I mean, that was also a very special moment. Just uh, that's become her signature. And uh, yeah, well done to Beth for that. No, absolutely. Um, we've actually got the start of the transfer rumours as well, which is I think <laughs> been really interesting. Thankfully, it's only two. Uh, we're looking at Paula T- Thomas uh, from Levante and Liga F, mm. and also Martina Piemonte. I think I pronounced that right from AC Milan. She's a striker, so we're yeah, definitely well, in need of covering them positions, don't you think, boys? Yeah, we we um, um, yeah. Jonas has made quite quite clear in the last transfer windows that he wants a striker. Um, so we are again hunting for a striker. Whether we'll actually have a new striker by the end of the window, I do not know. Um, track record would say no, but you know, third time lucky. Um, I don't know. I was going to mention something else. I don't know, was that all the transfer rumours you were going to throw at me? Because I was going to. Yep. I, yep. I think we should name, we should name drop. We should name drop. Um, it's not Arsenal related, <laughs> but we can have a chuckle over it. Uh, of the very strong rumours that two key players at Chelsea uh, are looking to leave. And who can blame them? And move like to Bayern. They off to Germany. Last I heard. I know. It looks like yeah, is it hard? It's harder and Ericsson, isn't it? The pair of them. Yep. It looks like they. It's been on the cards. I've have heard rumours that they were going to be leaving before this broke. I I thought it might have, they might have gone to Wolfsburg, but Bayern Munich, which is a bit interesting. So um, yeah, soon as you see how. Uh, I'm sure Chelsea will come from that. They'll just you know, buy another striker. Probably, the, probably they'll, they'll copy what the men's team are doing and just buy the strikers we're after because that seems to be their transfer policy at the moment. So maybe it's for Tom all he's got. Up. <laughs> they'll, they'll sign Russo. That's what they're going to do. They'll spend 100 oh, million on. Don't. don't say that. <laughs> all I've got to say on the other two transfers, um, watch out Wolfsburg. Bayern are coming for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, That's yes. Sure. Well, they, they looking. They are a growing force, which is only good for German football. No, definitely. And, and we've also got the England under-17 squad to be announced on Thursday. Michelle Ajiman is expected to be confirmed, but will miss out on the last three games of the season, which I do kind of expect her to stay on the bench, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Every, every, every game from now, between now and the end of the season, is a, is a cup final. Yeah, and but Stina left the picture. Well, as we get to, Stina left the picture of an ice pack on her leg. And if it's only Jodie Taylor, we can play striker for those last three games. We might need, we might need Adjumang off the bench. 
Maybe, we'll but you know, the thing is, she she wasn't mentioned in in the uh, press conference for tomorrow. Um, so we'll see, but we'll talk she about that have... a bit more a bit further later. Um, but outside Arsenal, uh, Mary Earps has finally got her mu- mural up in Nottingham, which Good. is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's actually that pose she was she did when she was standing on the um, press uh, conference the table post match, and Serena's looking at her, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, I think that's what it, it is one of my favourite moments because it just made me laugh. It's still wobbly, ladies and gentlemen, just to let people know. <laughs> I would have gone for personally. I would have gone for uh, Mary Earps lying on the ground on the penalty area, holding the ball, looking up and laughing at everybody because that's that's what we saw him do most of the time during the Euros. That's what I would have gone yeah. for. But now an iconic pose that the uh, press always worth tuning in and watching that clip again. It's never not funny watching uh, Serena's face as the whole entire team storms in singing. It's almost <laughs> like you look look at it, and it's almost like you have to watch every single player individually each time because you get something different. Like yes, exactly. Everyone's doing their own thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, but that's what we want. We don't want carbon copies of everybody, do we? No, no, exactly. Are unique. Yeah. Further down the championship, Watford will face Nottingham Forest for a spot in the championship, which is going to be really interesting. I believe Newcastle have also got a spot. Is that right? Newcastle. I read that somewhere. They'll go into Northern Premier division so it's the spot below so next season they could potentially be uh, if they become champions they'll go straight into the championship sweet Uh, and that's everything on our news for the moment Um, Mm -hmm. we didn't exactly do our predictions for the weekend and what the scores were going to be Matt what have you made of the score lines this weekend Um, I'll probably start with Everton because they're probably the team that I look at most uh, against Chelsea, it wasn't really for me. Everton for that first 10, 15 minutes, twenty minutes, they looked the better of the teams. Uh, just unfortunately, they didn't take advantage because Chelsea just do this thing where first ten, fifteen minutes they let you have the ball, whatever, and then they just grow into the game, and that's how they get their results. Is they just go and unfortunately. Um, Everton didn't have Jess Park. She was out with a shoulder injury. Gabby George is out with a um, her, a leg injury as well. There's a few others that are, was also missing in that lineup. So it was a bit of a shame, really. But Everton losing seven nil against Chelsea, it almost felt like Frank Lampard was there, but and he was telling them that they were scoring an average goal, another a fluke goal, another average goal. It, it was just. <laughs> Chelsea just seemed to just grab the situation and they just made it look better than it was. And I'm not saying that Chelsea are were bad, were really good or Everton were purely bad. It was just, I think, perhaps we're looking at a squad that's perhaps just maybe just winding itself down. They already know that they're staying up. They've achieved their goals for the season. They would have probably... Wanted to have done better in the quarterfinals of the Conti Cup and the FA Cup, and yeah, unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way. Um, mm-hmm. The game, Aston Villa going and thre- uh, losing to Villa, as uh, I'm sure you're very happy. Oh, you, probably, you're can- sorry, you, Matt, you just said Aston Villa losing to Aston Villa. 
You mean Aston Villa beat uh, Reading? Reading, thank you, Adam. <laughs> I mean, that would have been impressive. Um, yes. Um, oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely on the bank holiday weekend. I didn't even cut on, cut on to that. Yeah, well, just... it was Rachel Daly, wasn't it, with a hat trick? Your favourite left back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, my also my captain of my fantasy football team. Thirty-two oh. points from three goals. Thank you very, very much. From what I heard from that game, it was just consistently like Aston Villa are at their best and that was without Jordan Nobbs who was had a little bit of a nick before the game mm-hmm. so she was pulled out but she's expected to be back in training so she'll be playing some part in their next game um, the game get Liverpool somehow managing to get three points against Man City I think the biggest news of the lot if I'm honest you don't really expect Man City at this stage to uh, just fall apart Part you expect Manchester United to fall apart you know, at this sort of stage of the season, and um, whatever's happened at City, I have a feeling that Gareth Taylor will not be the manager that come the start of next season. I actually watched. It's actually one of the few games I actually watched, and it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was one of those sort of ones. Um, I, I was because it was on the it was on Sunday, so I just watched one of the games. I think it might have been the earlier game, and then it, just, it came up on my feed. Oh no! So that was it. I was watching the. Um, I think it was might have been the, one of the, the games, the the final games of the, was it the championship. I think mm. it was the, the the championship games, and there was I think it was um, Millwall Blackburn. I mm-hmm. think I think it was, I, the point is there's so many games you lose track of all of them. But I think that game was on was it on the Sunday. Monday. The yeah, because they were winning three one at half time and then lost four three. Was that on the Monday? Or- was that on the Monday? No, sorry, or the championship was on the Sunday. It was um, yeah, yeah, Sunday. I just watched that and it was. Yeah, Sorry, chaos that, that happened, and I thought I just grabbed a feed and I saw that Liverpool are one 0 up, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have a look at this because you never know, we might get lucky. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently, yeah, the goal—I missed that goal, but it was a bit of a bit of a uh, blunder action. I think it was Coombs of a loose back pass, and Dowie did very well to race onto it. It was a very uncharacteristic mistake from um, from Man City, but you know, Man City came back. Chloe Hemp, you, you know, the whip they supply, you expect the goals. Um, so I mostly watched the second half. And last though. She will, mm-hmm. She's the Batgirl mask. Yeah, well, her, her, her nose is obviously um, obviously healed after her a collision in the in the internationals. But um, mm-hmm. now I think it was um, was it uh, yeah um, Cairns, wasn't it, who got the uh, the winner in the end? It's the yeah, uh, bane of my great, existence. Yeah, great finish, great setup for yeah Corbistic pull back, great touch, drilled into bottom corner, two one Liverpool. And that was right at the start of the second half, and that mm. did catch me off guard as well. So now you're watching it and you've you got 45 minutes of thinking, oh my goodness, well, eventually, eventually this Manchester City team is going to wake up. Eventually they're going to, they're going to click in the game. So they never much. did. It was unbelievably sort of slow. It was tepid. It was no intense. And until the last 10 minutes when they threw the kitchen sink and realised mm. they could actually lose to Liverpool. And it's one of these weird ones like, you know, Man City couldn't have these two faces. They will either go in and they will annihilate a team 7-8-0 mm. or... No, what we saw against West Ham was it six two in the end. Now rack up the goals. Now this beautiful, fluent passing game. But the moment that someone actually steps in and stops them playing that game, they have no plan B. We saw it at Arsenal. The moment that we got stuck in, shall we say, and didn't let them pass around us and and stop the passing, they 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 couldn't. They couldn't pass through us. They couldn't get the ball. They couldn't get the delivery to Shaw. They couldn't get the you know, the crosses in. And the second half, you know, we overpowered them. And Liverpool were brilliant. In fact, Liverpool should have been further ahead. Van der Sanden missed 1v1. Um, good save by Roebuck. Um, there was a, I can't remember who was on the wing, but someone had a cross that cannoned off the inside of the post. 
Um, so yeah, this is the first friend. The funniest moment was when Robot picked up the ball. She did a knock. I'm going to mention it. Yes, I know. I, I remember. I, so, do you know yeah. what? I've seen this so mean so many times over social know, media. So bad. I'm and like, I, how does she manage that? She's a very so well seasoned goalkeeper. Me with goalkeepers in general. When it's sunny like that, you would have thought, right, you would wear a, a cap or something. Whatever reason, they don't. Girls do not, or women, whatever for whatever reason, they decide not to wear a cap. Uh, the, the, the Spurs keeper does. The Spurs keeper has a headband. That's, um, that's, no, it's not really a, a sun cap, so the mm. sun's not in your eye. But it's it's just, yeah. cap. it was a yeah. bizarre incident because I thought, especially if it's in the D, it's technically considered a penalty. Yeah. No, so what? No, D is not in the, the, the D is separate. But so what happened was there was a 1v1 situation she, as she's gone to walk it up, um, not as, as it's um, a drop ball, even. She, that's the only reason why it was given a free kick. I was actually looking at, at the laws of the yeah. game. I'm sure, it wasn't a penalty or anything like that, but there's nothing no, no. to say it's not that it's definitely a free kick or anything, or a penalty yeah. or anything like that. So, the, 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 being in the D does not count as being in the penalty over. D is only to but stop encroaching on the penalty being taken. The reason, the uh, do you know why the D exists? Yes, I do. It's stop people encroaching when a penalty is being taken because it gives you the, the correct distance away from the penalty Which means spot. It's technically part of the of the penalty area. No, it's the six yard box is the area of the penalty area. It's just an extra buffer to stop people running in. Otherwise, because it's yeah, it's just you could you could be too close to the penalty spot. What what happened was there was a there was a one v one, another one, and um, yeah, robot got clattered. It might have been from Van der Sanden again. You know, you know, getting a body on the line. And I'm, I was worried if maybe she was a bit concussed. You know, she did all the head checks and stuff, but she clearly wasn't aware of her uh, surroundings and, and where, you know, where the lines and the lines are on the pitch. And um, it's one of those ones, again, where you just look away because you think that she's going to boot up field and suddenly you hear a whistle's been blown and the, the commentator's a bit, oh, she, has she just done what we think she's done? And you watch it back and, yeah, she's just she's wandered out and then realised, you know, that, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm, it's too late then. Thankfully, I mean, for the law, you know, because it would have been on every tape, you know, of howlers, um, the free kick came to nothing. In fact, the biggest howler, one could argue, is actually what happened at the other end when Hemp's shot bounced off the crossbar, Frank Lampard style, and um, replays, shall we say, are inconclusive. The FA player only has one camera angle, so we don't really know if the ball crossed the line. But it, um, it, I thought it looked flush, but obviously, if you're a Man City persuasion, it's in the back of the net, and if you're a Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool persuasion, it wasn't. And oh, um, this though, Man City. But if you're mutual, neutral, what do you think? It, I think it's on the line. I don't think it's a goal because I am totally <laughs> neutral in this. I am Switzerland when it comes when, to this game. The Man City is so not neutral. <laughs> if it benefits Arsenal, you benefit yeah. Arsenal. That's the answer. Come on, let's just be serious. Sorry, Matt. The Man City fans were actually in that away stand, which is what mm -hmm. uh, for for the men's team. That's where all the away yeah. fans are. So when Northampton went and got promoted. Mm -hmm. um, basically all the fans run onto the pitch from that from that st stand now it would have been nice had it been they knew arsenal fans go in their crows they know they've got fans coming over from everywhere it would have been nice for them to turn around at the start of the season and go right we're going to have the away stand for everyone not just oh it's man city we're going to make sure the, they have the away stand and then have a free for all uh, at the other ends it, ju it just doesn't make sense and things like that they need to do better with um, but again, they, Man City fans were actually at the end where Hemp had that shot, and that when they shouted for it, it was just like everyone felt you could feel it in the uh, coming through on the commentary, and it, it was very much a 
do we need goal line technology? I think it's goal line technology. You want it at the you need if you're going to go that route. I think the only way you can force it is if you have them in the in the main stadiums. So you have Liverpool playing at Anfield. You play them in stadiums which are equipped with goal line technology. You're not going to get goal line technology at Meadow Park. I'm, I'm you just you're not. The stadium is not. Yeah, you're not. It's just like you probably won't get it at Kings Meadow. You won't get it at the Sports Village. So the only way you're going to get it is if you force them to play in the, in the main. I think the only the only team that can facilitate facilitate Facilitate. facilitate that sorry guys yeah. um EC, they're literally next door to the main stadium they can literally drag it across like they did for the okay. euros leicester um leicester city leicester can do it yeah. yeah. i don't know if Reading half of villa's games can be done as well with var like it's just thing is you just and then you look at a team like Reading. if if there's some miracle they stay up where are you gonna get the var for them Actually, there's a little shout out on Reading because obviously Everton and Leicester in the relegation zone. There's a talk about Reading being the only, you know, non-Premier League club. Technically, technically, the team that's coming up is going to be the only one if Reading don't survive. Technically, if Reading survive, Bristol, Bristol come up, and Everton and Leicester get relegated from the Premier League. You'll have four non-Premier League backed teams in the WSL, which would be insane. yeah, it, honestly, it was a fair play to Liverpool. They were the better side for about, I'd say, about 60 to 80 minutes. And then, obviously, Man City piled on the pressure. But fair play to Liverpool. They stood firm. And that is a really good result. And it's up there with the win against Chelsea in the opening day of the season. Um, I was for that. I mean, they've had a few... You know, they've, had, they've had some shockers. I mean, you were saying earlier, off-air, before we got on, um, they lost um, 7-0 at the, the Sports Village, you know. They, they've got these. They make live, the Liverpool had the. Is it Prenton Park they play at now? Is it? Yes. The, yeah. Is it Tranmere's ground? Yes. Yeah. So Prenton Park is is becoming, as they say, a bit of a fortress. So it shows how impressive it was that we got a two 0 win there. Um, but getting getting coups like you know two ones against Chelsea and City that is really really good for a promoted side. They are the promoted team and they've done that. Fair play to them. And they've got Man United on the last day of the season. That's going to be the one to watch because the title will almost certainly still be in the balance after the huge mega super ultra super special mega sunday beforehand um man united have got to go to liverpool and win and i think liverpool will do everything in their power and they're obviously back by to stop man united and they're backed by matt beard who's won wsl titles with liverpool twice mm-hmm. um so and he'll there'll be nothing to stop man united he'll he i think yeah liverpool they're they're on the up they're they're not doing too badly at the moment so that was a yeah, really they're a team to watch that's for sure mm, absolutely oh, definitely but Let's get into the good stuff, oh, man, which is the it. Arsenal. <laughs> I mean, the last time we saw Leicester, we beat them 4-0 comfortably. Got 1-0 this time round, but do you know what? That's It's OK. It just shows what changes they brought in in the transfer window, and they've been very good, I have to say. But can we just speak about the player to match for me? And that's Frida Leahards and Marnham. I mean, she's sort of... What, how do I put it? She's She's worked her way through this team this season normally I feel that she's not really how do I put it she's inconsistent with no it's not the inconsistency it's more of a case I think she's overlooked because of all the other massive names we have up front she's underrated I mean she has she hasn't been tapping much in this season she's scored some brilliant goals but the, this season I mean, it's other players, isn't it? It's the Kim Littles, the Leah Volte, Steena, the McCabe. They get the headlines. They they are the the big names. Definitely. And Frida's still the quiet ones. She just ones flies in the under the radar. 
Absolutely. It just flies under the radar. Which is even more impressive. So, she's scoring worldies against Bayern Munich and uh, and 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 uh, as we saw again at Leicester City. But no, yeah. she yeah, I mean she this is this is her I mean last season she came and I thought she she had some okay moments. But she's mm-hmm. she has in the words of Michael Richards, she's burst onto the scene this this is her season. This is what Beth Mead was last season. You just everything is just it's it's she's just doing it and think yeah. it's Ever since that Leon game when she started at ten ahead of um, Vivian Miedemar, and she's been operating the middle, it's just everything. It just seems to have clicked there, and I'm, yeah, it's really, really exciting to see if she can um, obviously carry this into the World Cup and then into the into next season. Um, but yeah, fair play to Lance and Morning. Definitely my my player of the season, certainly. Just That's definitely 100%. the only reason I'm saying is that she's inconsistent. Is that at some stages she don't see. You're kind of wondering where your midfield is. So at the moment, it seems to be Frida <coughs> and Leah. I'm not saying like this is a bad thing, but it's just like you're wondering where she is. And at some point, you just can't spot her. And she either she goes missing five, 10, 15 minutes without even touching the ball. Next minute, she's going putting in a welding. I'm I'm not going to say that she's she needs to be consistent. She needs to be doing this, that, and the other because obviously there's a game plan, and you've got to get. Be, be strategic and, and your movement off, on and off the ball ha, has to be a bit different to what obviously what Jonas wants and what the team needs so she has done really well she's done a lot better than I thought she would and the fact that she was filling in for Viv at number 10 now she's playing in, in a dynamic duo with Leah um, in the midfield it's it's very different it's almost I, I did say I think we've got probably the most versatile squad if you look at player by player. Mm. You have pretty much anyone playing anywhere. If you really wanted to, I mean, uh, um, <laughs> I'll, go, um, I'll go back to Jem Beattie playing five minutes up front against Wolfsburg. <laughs> Where's the goal come from? It comes from Jem, Jem Beattie. Yeah, but didn't we see Jen up front for Man United at the Emirates? We did, didn't we? If I remember rightly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she, she did. Has- she, remember, this is a gem beater that scored a hat-trick against Barcelona in the previous life, so she has centre-forward yeah. experience. And a, and a hat-trick against Chelsea. Let's not forget yeah. it. So she knows her way to the to find the back of the net. I, I like I mean, the versatility has been our saving grace this season. You know, having being able to play Williamson midfield, McCabe at left-back and occasionally at right-back as well. You know, playing um, Manu as a striker in the final minutes at least Sports Village. You know, just this is, you know, <laughs> ones you wouldn't expect. But, you know, you know now, you know, <laughs> Picked up the mantle now. She's gone to ten, and yeah, mm-hmm. with all these injuries. I mean, you mentioned about the midfield. The reason you can't spot our midfield back is because we don't have one now. We, we that's why we're having to play a back three, back five. Yeah, it's it's Leah Volti or nothing. Leah Volti is our only midfield. The way I'd see it is Leah Volti makes up like the defensive six, and then you have Frida, and then either whoever else is on the wings, and then Stina as like yeah. the front four. That's mm-hmm. almost what it feels like. Yeah, it's not like Frieda's not just doing the defensive work, but it's almost like the, that's how it's split. Obviously, if if the, the wings are also uh, the wing backs or full backs, whatever you want to call them, are mm-hmm. bombing forward, Leah's coming back and Frieda's bombing on. So you essentially you've got another either six in defence, six in attack, and four in defence, or is mm-hmm. that sort of split? What's interesting now is obviously got thankfully we got some new signings in, and I thought yeah we had Katrine Cool and Palova both starting. Um, on opposite wings this time, and um, 
I mean, I, I went again. I know I, I know I'm biased because I've invested stocks in Palova, but you just watch <laughs> you watch her again, and he and she she was the one who won Player of the Match. Not um, yeah, she, she did so well, and you know what? I'll also have to say fantastic work from Katie McCabe to show her leadership skills. Mm. Those those yeah. that don't watch Ireland and were wondering what sort of captain Katie is, she's showing how much of yeah. that captain's it's seeing leadership role. In Katie and Leah, uh, we've got two great captains and vice captains uh, in the future, and that's something to going to be look, looking forward to for certain. That's for sure. We should obviously, yeah. if we are going to, if we are going to mention McCabe, we are going to have to mention the elephant. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just get this out of the way, like as early as possible, okay? Because often that's what Dwell on this. So, so uh, after Frieda's goal, do we think that Katie McCabe? will be thanking Frida for she scoring that goal did. after that penalty miss. She I was, just couldn't believe it. I thought it was going in. I could believe it because I, I don't know, it's just one of these things. I mean I'm I'm okay. I'm an internal pessimist with these sort of things because I always assume the worst. I think and, I think anybody who listens to this podcast, we know this story. <laughs> And, and as like, your friends, we know this, don't we, Matt? Like I always, I'm always, I always try and be an optimist, but I always fear the worst because I just, I just, have, I've suffered so much of Arsenal. But I was, as I was saying to you, fair, I think this this penalty was a metric for where Arsenal were at that present time because I think it was. I mean, I was, I think we were all fuming that we had to play a, a WSL game on the Friday after uh, a Champions League game that was played on the Monday. You know, we didn't get, we didn't get this game on the Monday or the Sunday. No, it was put, it was the earliest possible game after us playing Chelsea Liverpool aside because they were midweek but we played on the Monday just I, I don't the scheduling are just anyway that's what we were faced with and the fact that it went 120 minutes and it was physically mentally exhausting you know the players were cramping up players were dropping players had ACLs players were you know their quads hurt it was you know we were put for the absolute meat grinder in that one and then we had, you know Jonas had to patch us up and go again for a game against the Leicester City side who are fighting for their lives have just beaten Liverpool who beat Matty 2-1 at the weekend um 4-0 you know this is not this, is, this Leicester side is is on the up you know they could yet get out of relegation and you know fair play to Willie Kirk if they do and we're going to go, right we've got to face them we're expected to win we need to win we need every game and I just think they were just absolutely shattered. Um, we went for the back threes, you know, yeah, we'd be sort of stuck with just because of the resources available to us. But we've had to play, you know, cool now on the right. And I think Catley didn't even start. I'm so lost on that wing, though, when every time I keep on looking at her and I see her in that wing role, it's almost like she's... Well, Katrina... Kind of yeah, Katrina. I don't think she's a winger. Yeah, 100%. I don't think she's a winger. But she's having to play there because of, again, versatility. But the roles we need to fill. I think she's a central midfielder. But she's I, having to take I up find it bizarre. You've got a, a striker slash winger in Geo, and you're not trusting her enough. I, I don't really want to bring up Geo at the moment because... No, let's don't do that. Don't, no, don't go there. I'm um, going <laughs> to of worms. I love Gio. I just wish yeah. you would get a few more games at that time. That's all I'd wish. Well, that we can only go... She's looking to go to the World Cup. And at this moment in time, she's not even going to get that opportunity. We can only go on Jonas. And and, he's, and obviously, he sees him in training. We don't. You mm. know, don't know what, what it's like to the fitness, what we see in the players do. But obviously, he trusts Katrine Cole over um, Gio. And we have to respect that decision. And I, yeah, there are plenty of... Cool, I was saying to a person next to me, stand, a friend of mine stand, she was saying... Saying to them, for me, she blows hot and cold. So it was really nice touches around sort of the midfield. You think, oh, there's a good player there. And then something will happen and she'll fumble it. I mean, there was that moment, there was a cutback and it looked like it was a tap in and she just oh, stuffed it wide. All she needed she to do was block it. And she yeah, I know. She just didn't get right. But 
onto the penalty, as I was saying, for the, the, the team looked mentally and physically shattered. And when McCabe stood up and the way she took the penalty, I, I mean, I remember she took one against Man United and never did. Blasted this, it, top corner. Exactly. This was just weak and tame. It was not even in the corner. It was like... It, it was, was like, very un like for me, mm, yeah, where I, I was staying in the North Stands. Exactly. And I, I just think that that moment, whether we, I mean, it would have been, it was a perfect start for us. You know, we start fast, get the penalty, you think, right, get the, get the, get the goal in the net, points the board. And then just kick on and rack that scoreboard up because goal difference could be crucial. And it just, I don't know if she changed her mind at the last minute or if her mind wasn't there. But and I saw that and I thought, oh, this doesn't this doesn't look good. And then the, the half goes on and you know Leicester to their credit, had, we were the better team. But Leicester had a few moments. There was one where the ball got lofted over and Sabrina had to go full you know star man and and completely block the, the ball over the top. Um, and then you know even in the second half you know there was a there was a collision and you thought there might have been a bit of a, you know a penalty shout it wasn't she got the ball thankfully but they just there was just a real I was talking about Man City performance against Liverpool it was sort of same us it was very as Wenger would say we, we played with the handbrake on it was very sort of it was a malaise as close to it. it wasn't I never thought we were that intense and 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 take it to them and I thought Leicester were terrific. I thought the way Leicester set up, the way they pressed us, the way they they they, they cut off our pass lanes, a lot of time they had us hemmed in our own half. And, you know, fair play to them. Um, unfortunately for Willie Kirk, the player that he desired most of all when he was Everton, um, Yardson Mornham, um, did him over again <laughs> with, an, with another worldie. Um, I mean, let's, let's not forget that. And I, I, I love this goal um, because it was the um, speed of thought, the beauty of the fact that you can't be offside on a throw-in. Mm-hmm. The fact that McCabe saw the picture before, you know, it's just happening and, and, you know, told Jodie Taylor to bomb on, throw it in and, you know, shout out Jodie Taylor, assist for Jodie Taylor, you know, the goal's coming, don't worry. Um, and, yeah, to cut back in the end, Yodson Mornham um, bends in the top corner. Interesting sub, I think it was Catley and Jodie Taylor came on at the same time and then got the goal and then Catley came off again. <laughs> She because of another because she felt something on the back of it, which is why she went off. Mm. Which is probably why she wasn't starting in the first place. So we went again mid game. We went to back three, to back four, to back three again in mm-hmm. in, in one game. And and thankfully we saw it out. I mean, it got so bad. Um, Jonas had to play a, a time delay substitute in that um, Ajiman just to kill mm-hmm. the game off. Um, ten yeah. minutes, ten minutes of added time. So you know, that was, was a bit unbelievable for me. I was sounding like. Come on, I've got a train to get. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like a lot of us need to drive to get home. home. So, <laughs> I but yeah, I, was, I, di- I didn't get home till I don't think like till one a.m. on Friday night. Yeah, it was just, like the travel was slug. It was just horrible. It was awful. Um, obviously, shout out to um Leilton Morning. Obviously, scored one goal. Very nearly got a hat trick. You know, went close with one free kick and then yeah. hit the bar with the other one. You know, it would have been nice if we got you know if she got another one because she deserved it. You know, but that was. Again, you can watch that that, that goal, which is gorgeous. I think, I think apart from the goal, I think the highlight for me was the uh, the the small girl, uh, the girls' football team that was in front of me with their parents. I'm sitting there, I was doing my red army, Jonas I was running white army and all that kind of stuff, and they're, and they're just singing along with me. Um, at one point, I was seeing Freedom Army, Freedom Army, Freedom Army, yeah. then they started singing it, and I was like, oh my god, you actually. And then I think. At, by the time I was, like, as the match was kind of winding down, I kind of quietened down because I, I wanted to be able to talk this weekend because <laughs> I had stuff to do. Um, one of the one of the one of the kids sat around and said, "Ma," said to her mum, "Oh, mum, can you ask that nice lady to sing sing some more songs?" <laughs> and obviously, my, uh, my 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 partner came with me for this game. Um, we actually got actually got a spare last minute. We were sitting in the pub and someone had a spare, so we took it. 
Um, and she, uh, he, he's heard her and he's told me. And I said, well, what song do you want to sing? She went, can we sing this one? I went, okay, that's fine. It was really quite cute. And I think I made I made her day. Um, I gave her my uh, North London Forever badge. I let her have it and I absolutely made her day. So it was, uh, it was just, it's was, it was something I can replace, do you know what I mean? But to someone sure. that young, right. to be at a women's game at that age, mm. I feel like it's everything. Should actually shout out for the singing. There's a bit of uh, some news on that front. Um, is it McKess actually came over yeah. to um, offer some chance suggestions for Jerry Taylor. I mean, fair play to her because she's hardly played at all, but she's really sort of, she's almost become the, the club's sort of cheerleader because she gets involved in a lot of this stuff on Twitter and talking with the fans and stuff. And I oh, know, yeah, fair play to her for that. Also, um, the Frida Leonardo Morning, the, the full name chant got a good airing, um, which is fantastic. Okay. Which is, yeah, we, after, a, after a well day, and quite rightly so, because it is obviously her. I definitely her. think it's like between the group of footballers in front of me mm. and obviously the girls on the pitch and then the singing group down the other end of the stands, it was so much noise, yeah. I didn't actually hear it. So it was, it was a lot of sound for me, to be honest with you. Um, but in terms of the scoreline for Leicester, Matt, mm. do, do you think they've recruited well in January? <laughs> Considering they've got Bayern's second goalkeeper on loan, uh, Leipzig. She's she has. I think she's got. I think we might have lost Adam as well, so he will probably pop back in in a minute. Hopefully, um, sorry, Matt. No, that's all right. Um, so I believe she's got two years on a contract at the moment. She's the third choice at Bayern. Oh no, he's back. <laughs> no, let's carry um, on. Go. <laughs> so, honestly, she said she's quite quite enjoying her chance at the moment with Leicester, and I think at the moment you'd probably look at her and you'd probably go, where where would she possibly fit if you mm-hmm. were if she was to decide right, okay, I want to stay in England. Leicester would be a good shout because obviously what's happened with um, Kirsty Lavelle, unfortunately, she was really on fire with Leicester when she started in the when they started in WSL, got injured. Uh, Demi Lamborn, I think it is, that, uh, who was their second goalkeeper, came in and she saw them off uh, for the, in that first season, and they stayed up. And just whenever Kirsty Lavelle's come back, she hasn't looked up. So essentially. Uh, Leipzig is going to be one of those players that are probably going to be one to watch if she stays at Bayern. It depends because obviously Bayern have got their own goalkeeper situation at the moment. They're probably going to. It'll probably be night. It'll be interesting situation to see what happens. Ruby Mace moving from City to Leicester as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. She caused a bit of controversy. Controversy with her. Her attire. I don't, I don't know if you heard about that, but basically, as far as I'm concerned, I'm seeing eleven play, players on each, on each team. If you're having short, short, your shorts different lengths. If you're having... okay, okay, can we just just start cutting? Is this a chart involving? Is it Ruby Mace's shorts? I, I, I don't. I didn't know there was a chart. I was just seeing things on social media. It was a. It was a mistake. It was a chart that was made, but it, it has been apologised for and rescinded. And you know, let's just move on from just, that. That was a. As far it was, as, it was, mm. Just as far as I'm yeah. concerned, there's 11 players on that field. If you're if, 
Oh, at one point, I was looking at. I think it was Manu at Wolfsburg. I thought she was wearing. I thought she was wearing track trackies uh, because it was. Yeah, she she wears her shorts rather long, doesn't she? Uh, yes. Mm. to say uh, Leah Volsey. Oh, so long. But if that's if they're comfortable, fine. It's literally none of our business. Wear what? They're watch football, not what they're wearing. Wear whatever you like. It's not up to exactly. us. What there is up to it's whatever you decide, and also you. Got to have that discussion with the kit man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as long as it's not designed by Stella McCartney, then uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100% with you on that. I just I never want to see that woman near my club ever again. Oh my god. Um, but shout out to all the people who did buy the hoodie and were currently walking around looking, looking like blue and white cows. That is the best way I can describe the print, unfortunately. Um, you're brave. Should have, someone should have got it. I personally couldn't do it. No, someone should have got it for Kaylin, and then she could have got a ze- and then she would have looked at like ze- a zebra. Oh yeah! Shout out <laughs> to the inflatable zebras now that are filling yeah. the North Bank. It's become our new mascot, which is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, um, well, the more zebras, the better. Between that and her, Kaylin's new chant that we sort of created, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, Kaylin wants a, z- a zebra, and na 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 na. And all that, all that jazz is, but we're talking about Leicester's recruitment. Yeah, they've done fantastic, and mm-hmm. I think they've done enough. I generally do. I look at what's happening, and you probably say a point, maybe enough to keep them up because Reading are, I believe, on ten. They're on so, eleven. The last 11. I looked. So you're probably looking at fifteen points keeps you up. So if you can get four points for your next two games, then you're staying up. No, yeah, no, Reading are in 11, Leicester on 13, Tottenham on 14, and Brighton, I feel safe on 16, personally. Red, Reading looked to be the one, unless Tottenham could lose a few more games. But yeah, Reading looked... Also, yeah. I guess we move on again, I just want to do a shout-out also to the North Bank again, because um, North Runner Forever gets played a lot of the Meadow Park, and I don't really feel it gets much of a much of a shout. It really got a belt out to at the game. I thought yes. really heard it sung. I thought this. Was, I don't know if it helped the fact that the national anthem played beforehand, and everyone's like, "No, this isn't our anthem. We're waiting no, for the we're uh, waiting for the next one." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and was, I just, was, I just, I was actually rather surprised on how quiet the ground went when that was played. I, I was like, okay, I was because normally it's it is a, there's a lot of um, patriotic people, and they just sit there deep. and sing it, but. Oh, if I'm honest, like hearing that from like a from watching it, mm. not being actually at the ground, it it does feel very odd when that thing or that sort of thing. You sort of save that for like cup finals and things like that. You don't but save it for. Yeah, you I know it's coronation weekend, but no, you don't play a women's football match. Like, just, like we're here for football, not not anything just else. Before I forget as well, Sabrina like made a really lovely message on the back of someone's card, uh, going around. Uh, she said, um, I've got it written down. Sorry, Adam, you go over your point. No, I know it's, it's Mr. Mesh is basically saying, I can't give you my shirt, but, you know, keep dreaming big sort of thing, which yeah, I thought was a nice way to sort of respect the artwork the kid had created, but give her the cold truth that, you know, we don't give away our kits, you know, just yeah. you know, yeah. ask something else. Also, shout out that uh, our hot dogs are way better than the ones Emma Hay supplied at uh, at uh, King's Meadow. We had them to... The, 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 the yeah, lunch, it's the return of the lunchbox, the wasn't lunch it? The lunchbox has returned, and um, I thought, again, service was superb, and as was the food, so uh, can't complain. Uh, can't complain. The only disappointment yeah. was I'd run out of Diet Coke by the time I got there, so it was a uh, hot dog. <laughs> but the hot dog was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so you, you did you did get your drink in the pub, so 
Well, yeah, I did get a drink in the pub. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, also, shout out for Jen Beattie, 150 appearances oh. uh, for the Arsenal. So, yeah, unfortunately, I missed the, the presentation, but um, an amazing achievement for her. And obviously, she's been. How did you miss the presentation? I, I managed to get in there. Because I was queuing up for my hot dog. <laughs> That's you why I missed it. I got by the time I got back, they were doing the no, every, one, yeah. no wonder why I've a half lost you. It's, he's standing in the ground, like, Yeah, he's gone. I don't know where he's gone. Yeah, he's no, I, I, I'd gone for a hot dog. By the time I got back, everyone's going, Everyone's ready to go. Yes, I am ready to go. Let's go. Oh, let's go. So, um, got my hot dog. Got a so, kind of alteration to Jen's song. Mm. Um, so who put the ball in the back of the Wolfsburg net? Who put the ball in the back of the Wolfsburg net? Who body popped to celebrate its super journey? <laughs> BET super, like super Jen. Super. Hey, hey, it could have some legs all at the that, same time. Do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, I, I know this is completely irrelevant, but um, I saw I came across a real one Instagram of the Leicester fans. Who came third in a two horse race? Who oh, yes, came third yes, in a two horse race? Who came yes. third two horse race? Tottenham bleep. Hotspur. Yeah. I can't swear on this podcast, unfortunately. No, I... So I'll leave it to our listeners and YouTube YouTube um well watch, uh, viewers, I should say, um yeah. to guess that missing word. Well as everyone <laughs> says, you know, women's football, you know, we don't swear in women's football. We are a safe space for kids only and families. There is no profanity. Get out of it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but I should say with the, your gem your new gem PD chart, as great as it is, you know, yeah. I don't know how much legs it's gonna be because this could be her last season with us. So yeah. you know, if, if you want to get it in, get it in now because she's I would <laughs> say that potentially with what's happening with Leah, I would probably say she gets an extension for at least six months. Yes, that is well, yeah. And you know what? I'd give her another season. And Anna, and Anna comes back season. as well, so then no, essentially don't need to go out, go out and buy another centre back next season. That yeah. would be the only thing is I well, it'll either be we buy a new centre back, we rely on Patsy, or, or we could send Jen. So again, another interesting thing in the summer, you know, Jen was probably looking to wind down, and it's like it's like the classic thing when you, you yeah. Know, but the thing oh, is, I think if she does stay for next season, she'd have to be off the bench player. Yeah, she's not starting. She's, she's not a starter. Unless she's unless not. Lotta and, I mean, and Anna both do their ACLs. <laughs> I, I swear to God, if that happens, I swear to God, if that happens, I'm actually, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna, oh, I don't even know what to say to you anymore because you say these things and then they happen every single time. Like, I'm pretty sure or drop into an episode must think I'm mad because half the time I want to throttle you because of the things you say and then they come true I'll make something I'll make a prediction that is so stupid it can't possibly happen and then we're right no just yes, stop the prediction every player will get an ACL injury at the start of the season to him. make him stop predicting things please <laughs> he predicted every single Wolfsburg goal just before it went in okay well I'll predict we'll win the league next season there you go see how that works <laughs> You know what? I was hey. say, in, in, uh, in twelve months' time, we'll probably be sitting there. We'll be top of the league. We'll be like top of the league by like three points or something ridiculous like that. Coming to the last day of the season, and then I'll come back and clip this. Clip this exactly. <laughs> come back to it. Come back to it. Um, All right. Okay. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to have a quick chat about the relegation race. Well, relegation battle and title race. Yeah. And then we'll have a quick chat about Brighton. Um, for tomorrow i believe tomorrow yeah, yeah tomorrow night yeah i mean that came around a bit quickly from friday mm. i have to say um but title race man united sitting four points clear at the top um chelsea have two games in hand mm. one is being played tomorrow and i think the other one is next week yeah so we I think both in midweek 
both us and Chelsea got two games in hand and they're being playing their Wednesday this week and the Wednesday next week. Yeah, um, but unfortunately Chelsea are playing this weekend. Yeah, so yeah. and they're playing Man United. So yeah, they're playing Man United in the cup final. <laughs> interesting for me personally for this title race in the FA Cup. I need the for me out the two teams the lesser evil is Chelsea. I want Emma Hayes to do her thing as she normally does. Although a lot of people will know I can't stand the woman and I still can't. But okay. she's right. the lesser of two evils okay. in the situation. Right. Can, we straight, can we give it straight, Lottie? You want Emma Hayes. Well, I know the, the scenario around it, but you obviously want lesser, lesser of two evils. And you slated me. The amount of grief I've had off on social media from Man United fans yes. saying they're uh, going to come up, they're going to win WSL, they're going to win the FA Cup and then they're going to win the Champions League yeah, next season. Yeah. No. Right, but can you just give an apology? That's the worst part. It is not all of them. I want an apology now for people criticising me, saying, Adam, why did you want Emma Hayes to win against Manchester City? If they'd beaten Manchester City... The thing is, at this point for me, it's crunch time. Do you know what I mean? They've got two games in hand, they need them six points. (laughs) They need them six points. End of story. I'm with you. I want Emma Hayes to win Chelsea because of less true evils. Um, Chelsea are in the driving seat. They, you know, if they win the games in hand, they're two points clear. Uh, the problem is we've got to play them and we, we need points of our own. Um, if things are to go our way, I can see it that Man City will fall into fourth place. I think that defeat to Liverpool... Is, there's only three points between. If we take Nick the three points tomorrow night, that brings us level and we're, we're ahead of them on goal difference. We have got a five-point goal difference. It's really, five. That, that, goal difference that goal difference acts as almost like an extra point. So yep. we can actually bump Manchester City out on goal difference if we get a decent score on against Brighton and Everton. And those aren't going to... Well, Brighton, I think they're pretty much safe now. But Brighton away, Everton away, I can imagine them being slogfests. Unless we are... If we were full strength, I'd have no qualms about it. But I just, you know, we saw what it was against Leicester and I fear the other two games are going to be the same. That's why I'm looking at every game as a cup final. I'm not looking beyond Brighton at this point. Um, I don't care about anything else. The Chelsea game is going to be the main one. Again, if we were full yeah. strength against Chelsea, I'd be confident... My worry is if it's a defeat, it has to be a minimal. It can't be like a 5 0. It has to be minimal. It has yeah. to be a 1 0 defeat. Take that. Go back and play a villain on our last game of the season. It's it's fascinating, though. And this we're in a weird position where we got we can actually win the title and Man City can't. And they're ahead of us in the table, which yeah. is mad. I don't think we win the title. I, I mean, something monstrous would have to happen for Man United to You'd have to have yeah. United completely bottle it and lose every single game. You'd have to have Chelsea losing or dropping points for well, that. Yeah. Um, we, say that, we say that though, actually. Fenners, May United, next, they've only got two games left, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Which are Man City at home, you never yeah. know, Manchester Derby, strange things happen, and yeah. then away at Liverpool, which Liverpool have shown they could win this sort of game. Man United, imagine if Man United lost the last two games of the season. It's I would love it. That's the funny thing as well, is that if Man United lose both of their games, Man City could nick, nick third spot. We could go into second, Chelsea win the league. Yeah, well, you say Man United could drop into fourth. Yeah, United drop into. I four. mean, no, the, the goal swing required. Or was it? It's forty. Oh, that's the that's the other thing as well. The goals. Yeah, you are you are trying to overturn yeah. forty two twenty five goal you... differential. <laughs> it means something like Man uh, Man City needs to go to uh, United and will score like nine goals and then yeah, they need two nine nil wins to overturn yeah. five five nil at the opening day of the seat at, at the at the end of the season game. I can't remember who they've got. It might, actually, it's Everton at home. They've got a last day of the season. So City. Uh, yeah, Everton away to, uh, to City on the last day of the season. So with United playing away to Liverpool, that that's uh, going to be an interesting one. It's all, it's all hypotheticals at the moment. We won't know until the mega, super, ultra, super, mega, 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 super yeah. Sunday happens when all four play each other. 
um, after the FA Cup final. Isn't it Saturday, guys? Yeah, or Saturday, is it Saturday? Oh, oh, it's a super Saturday. Sorry, it's a super mega. Oh, yeah, because our season ends on the... The women finish on the Saturday, the men finish on the Sunday. No, no, I meant the, the, the one where we play Chelsea and Man United. Oh, yeah, no, 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 sorry. I'm thinking of end of season when everyone finishes. Oh, yeah, no, that the we'll, we'll know the lie of the land once the top three, four have all, you know, done their little one-to-ones and then we we'll know... Play, we do play them on a Sunday, I think. Yeah, we play them first and then Man, Man United, Man City, the later game, which is, again, it's a weird dynamic because then Man... We, we'll play our game and then we'll have to watch the Manchester derby between our fingers and we I don't even know what result we need by then I mean it's going to be really weird to watch it's, it's going to be down to the line like some people say that it, everything will be settled before second week before the season ends I think it will go down to the line I, I really will my prediction is we'll get third place on goal difference that's that's I'll what that. I think I think that's what it'll be I'll take that that's Champions League take that yeah, well, well, Champions League. If you know we don't draw Real Madrid and do a Man City, um, as long as we get through the playoffs and, and then the group and then the, and then the other playoffs. But I think is I don't I can't see us going through the playoffs. I'll be honest well, with you. Well, I'm sitting here looking at this. We're we're losing at least seventeen of our girls. Yes, we've got Manu in goal, but well, have seventeen of them are going on World Cup duties. We've got to sign. We've got to sign players in the window. So um, just because we have to. Because this of is the problem, Adam, is that essentially with the dates that I gave last episode, um, is that we could potentially starting during the World Cup is still going on. So either it means that we're going to have to ask the under 16s to fill in the blanks. They go in and slit it, uh, slot into the. The thing is, I'd, I'd like to see the under-21s have a shock because they have one they did win their league. But it that depends, could be interesting. depends on what's... We need to make sure that everything happens. And if we're going to go mm-hmm. and sign... I, I don't know how many players we're going to end up signing because if you look at... Uh, Beth will probably be back... Surely Beth and Viv will be back from their ACLs by yeah, then. Yeah, they'll be yeah. up, but they won't be fully up and running towards that Christmas sort of period. So then... Even then, mm. you're probably looking at January. So then, well, it might be an idea to look at the loan system, see if we can get people in on loan for the well, first six months of the season instead of just going right. Okay, or we look to like Michelle Agaman. Right, Michelle's going to be playing X amount of minutes, and then she in January might shift her off on like on a dual loan or a loan for the rest of the season, so that she can properly develop, say, at Bristol City. Well, uh, or we can. We're talking about transfers. Yeah. Later on in the season, later well, on, done. This is hypotheticals because we were, we were not even in the places yet. All we can do is just play. I mean, Jonas was asked, look at the table. Have you looked at the table? He says, no, nope, don't care. doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we have no influence on the table. We have no influence on whatever teams are playing. All we can do is just win as many games as possible, finish as hard exactly. as we can. And what will be, will be. And if we if we fall short and come forth, we could just blame injuries and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, yeah, as for the other end of the table... um. Tottenham, Leicester, and Reading. Three points in it. Personally, I think Brighton are safe. Personally, Brighton are safe. That's a, a point. Say Brighton are on sixteen. Yeah. yeah so if you're saying fifteen points get uh, keeps you up. Yeah, I think so. Looking at Reading, Tottenham. I think less, yeah. less uh, Tottenham and Leicester will just scrape it, and Reading will be the one to go down. Unfortunately, where, as sad as I'm to see to see them go. West Ham are a bit lucky because they actually haven't won a game apparently in 2023, which is amazing. Yeah. Drew me on the they got 17 points. Bloody good, hell. They had a good start. Yeah. West Ham 17 off. points and then they just sort of, they've, 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 
once you're safe, you just don't. You just, don't, you just, you just cruise on draws for the rest of the season. This is why relegation zones. Well, the team leads need to be bigger, and the relegation zones need to be bigger. It's, yes. I just, yeah, I want. To, I don't. Obviously, I'm also fine. I don't want Tottenham to do well, and I'm really torn because I'd love to see them relegated because it'd be so funny. But then I'd lose the North London derby, which are always so. But much yeah, fun. we'd lose that, and we'd lose our additional six points every season. Yeah, although we only got four points last season. Um, yeah, but it's still more than three. I don't uh, care. Yeah, yeah. It should have been, it should have been, um, should have been six points. It should have been six, but the referee was like, acting up. And there's my yeah. referee uh, blame, which is for the uh, episode there, ladies and gentlemen. I, yeah, I we hope. still never lost to them. Which is no, we brilliant. still lost to them. Thank, thank you, Leo Volti. Thank you, Alex Morgan. I do hope that Leicester, sorry, top Spurs... Um, relegations battle goes to the last day of the season, and yeah. I think if Leicester can win, I don't. What's Leicester's game in hand? Is it Chelsea? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, the problem is, well, one, you have your own horses, but you, because of the, how tight the league is, you realise that you can't get all the results you need. So yeah. we'd, we'd have to assume Leicester would lose that, and therefore it would be Spurs, uh, Spurs fourteen, Leicester thirteen, Reading eleven, so we say, and then. Something similar, you know, towards the end. I mean, it could go either way. If 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 Spurs, I watched Spurs against Man United. They were pathetic. Like, it was absolutely. Or the, they had one really good chance, which Beth England bottled. And yeah, I'm sorry, Beth England was playing for Chelsea. She scores that, but she absolutely bottled it. And after that, Man United. But Spurs, well, Spurs just said, right, you know what? We're just going to try not to be defeated and just go. We'll go. We'll go deep. We'll go. You know, and we're going to hold out for a nil-nil. And just the, they just clear the ball and they go straight back into the Man United midfield and they cycle it and work it again. You see, there just there was just nothing. And I think they had a few odd chances in the second half when Man United eased off because they'd racked up a three-nil lead. Uh, fair play, Mary Earps, you know, some, some really good saves. But it's like, this is just rubbish. I mean, you've got, you've got Beth England in attack. You've got um, Iwabuchi on the bench. Oh, there was another chance. Well, I think they hit the post. I think it was um, Jess Nelson went to cross in and they had, it was like, it was an open goal header and they had it against the post. It was just, just so bad. Um, and they, you know, for that alone, they deserve relegating. But they weren't. They've, they've, because they beat Brighton, was it 1,000 nil early in the season? They've got just enough points to uh, to get over the line. Um, Reading, I, Reading, I fear for because they've been a stalwart. You know, Kelly Chambers has worked wonders, but you know, you can only avoid the inevitable for so long, and it does, it does. I fit. know it's been exactly. A- I mean, the men's team's just been relegated to le- League One, is it? Yeah, League One. Yeah, they, yeah. So for them to be going down to the championship, it's it is sad, but it's. <sighs> The thing with Reading, I don't think they've ever kicked on. This is the thing, they've stuck with Kelly Chambers all this time and they've just sort of shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. This was a team that had like the likes of um, Dan Carter in it. They had likes of Farrell Williams. Um, Frank Kirby came through that team. Um, yeah, Rowe. Andy's still there. Who? Emma McCundy. Mitchell. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah former Mitchell, Emma McCundy. Um, they got the, the goalkeepers pretty good as well. They had... Um, is it Jan Rose, the Canadian striker, obviously she's been out injured for all the season, but it just it just feels like over the last few seasons, when they've sort of been like a, a comfortable mid-table team that gets their scalp, they've just shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. It's shrunk a bit shrunk like shrunk. they've withered away in themselves. Yeah, it's a bit like Birmingham uh, when they got ready to get a few seasons ago, and then suddenly you look down and realize, oh my goodness, they're they're the lodging on the trap door. They just sort of slowly sort of decayed and. They've never kicked on. They've never to prove it. They just want to just keep things ticking over. They've never kicked on. And Kelly Chambers yeah. is great there, but I feel like she is the captain of a Titanic, and she is going. She's taking Reading down. And she's, it's the same. Yeah, she's is, she's sinking with her ship, so to speak. Yeah, she's the problem is though is that I look, you look at the championship. So Liverpool, it took them two seasons to go back up. Mm-hmm. Bristol, two seasons to go back up. Next mm-hmm. season, you're looking at Birmingham. Burn, Birmingham will be favourites to go back up because they've been in that seat. 
that will be their second season yeah. in the division. So you expect them to go up. Um, mm. But if I'm honest, that cha- the championship is probably more fierce than it's ever been in the last couple of years. And especially with the reforms yeah. come next season with mm. a two up, two down system, that's going to be even more competitive. And it's not. And even with one spot for relegation, WSL, one promotion spot, it's uh, that's going to be changing sooner rather than later. Yeah. I imagine to see that. Oh, perhaps after where it goes to two up or, or uh, we've, we've talked about this so many times about yeah. developing the league and how competitive it is we, um, if I'm honest I would like to see if if they're going to add a European competition I'd rather them add more groups into yeah, the Champions yeah. League group phase because there's no point in having like a Man City versus Real Madrid halfway through a playoff and, I don't and know quite I, I, easy. Yeah. I think it works rather well you know it, it, it does and it doesn't because <laughs> I, mean, I still feel like we should have our own version of the Europa League personally yeah the Man City compared it, it's a case of waiting for it to grow but, again but there needs to be incentivization for teams to to you know to, to, to not just survive relegation every season there has to be there has to be a reason to keep fighting even so, the top three yeah, so like, say third and fourth go to europa league do you know what yeah. i mean a bit, bit like the men's system it works those mid-table teams are now fighting for the european spaces we got done the the men's goes down to seven should also so, add look at, i mean i'll, I'll talk about championship early. i watched the championship i didn't have a horse in the race although i obviously i did i did have a, a good friend who was um who was um watching sunderland to go up and obviously, you know, with the Beffied and Jordan Nobs and all that, who are obviously ex-Sunderland, you know, they do well. I watched that champion, the championship. The fact that there are teams scrambling to finish sixth in the table. Yeah. I mean, that's that is all the, the, the that is all the drama you need. I mean, it's fantastic watching the permutations change and watching Millwall chuck a two-goal lead, who were secure and in the playoffs, and suddenly drop out the back door because you know they fumbled it. That's the drama you need, and you don't get that from a first place. That's a a mid-table tussle but just happens yeah. to be over the boundary of a playoff that's what you need in the wsl something like that for a europa league sort of system where yeah. you have the likes of liverpool and everton scrambling on the last day of the season to get into that that spot so oh, exactly but the thing is i just feel, sometimes feel like those t- those teams who are scrambling to stay up oh, oh yeah we've secured our spot we're getting our funding for next year yeah and that's it well that's it that's but what it's just be a bigger yeah. relegation to push and yeah. We're running over the same tracks again, aren't we? It's just the same old thing. So that we want, obviously, the leagues to do better and this, that and the other. We want X, Y, Z. And it's not going to happen overnight. But no, it's, it's not. A, it's, a, it's a carry-on development. I mean, you imagine like 10 years ago since the WSO actually started and we're sitting here 10 years later and you've probably got people that have never watched a women's game before going to games. You've seen stadiums sell out. You've had a, Euro- a home European Championship, which England have won, which also had Northern Ireland and other teams as well take part. It's, it's huge, but there's still more that can be done that needs to be developed. It's just, we've only just accepted a third team into the Champions League. It was a top yeah. two for so long. Now now it now needs to be a top four, pretty much, because a way the ta- with the talent has quickly overtaken the slots available, but that's not going to happen for ages. Well, back as well as some of the other leagues as well you've got likes of obviously Roma and Juventus mm. and then you've got about a, a four-man race for that last spot for women race should I say four player races yeah. Inter AC and you've probably got another I can't remember who the other team is but there was about three of them all fighting for that last spot and it's just like you kind of need as much as it is quite nice to see that but 
if there's only say two spots, it feels kind of like you're being wronged because it needs to be a um, either everyone gets three spots or no one gets three spots. It's it's yeah, not well, worked out well. This will be when the, again as the competition grows, when the Champions League kicks on again, another gear. Mm-hmm. Then there's a last sixteen round, more groups. The, the the silly playoff system gets fixed because what's currently there is just stupid. Uh, although, which actually, although uh, what I would say is, if we let's say we five thirty finish third, a team has to host the playoff the playoff mini tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's determined, but it'd be nice if it was at Meadow Park and we could just go in for two games and yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting, sure. but but yeah, while the World Cup's on, just pop down to Meadow Park and watch Arsenal play. <laughs> yeah, um, no, exactly. Um, I'm gonna swiftly move on before we wrap up. Um, we're gonna be. Brighton preview. Well, so tomorrow we're kicking off kicking off at seven thirty. Lena Hertig, Steph Catley, Caitlin Ford are not a hundred percent, and it's unknown if they will actually even play. No, because obviously the the press conference with Jonas was before their training session, so we don't know who who is going to play. Basically, personally, I don't think Ford's going to be ready. Lena, no, Catley. Um, maybe on the bench. Well, maybe it might it might be a repeat of what we had against um, Leicester and just have Catley on the bench. I mean, we are we are so down to the bare bones now, and it's yeah. no wonder when we're limping to one wins against Leicester. You just look at the team, and it's just a hodgepodge, patchwork mm-hmm. quilt of you know square pegs and round holes, and it's absolutely mess. And yeah, the injuries aren't players aren't coming back from injury fast. I mean, I'd thought Ford, I'd hope Ford to be back for the, the Wolfsburg game, and I'm starting to worry maybe she'll be out for the season. But hopefully not. Hopefully we'll get her at least for the Chelsea game because uh, mm-hmm. I think she'll she'll do quite well in that one if we can get her back fit. Um, Catley, I think will be bench. Hertig, I mean, she she comes in, she comes out. It could be that we don't see her for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, the, 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 I'm full really sorry for her because she just hasn't settled, but she hasn't been fit either. And I, you know, you just think that's the one player. And this is not meant to be a bad thing. We're not going to miss her because she hasn't played. So yeah. it's not like we've lost anything for her being injured. Whereas exactly. Ford and Ford and Catley are have been. It's mainly. a bit like for me. It's a bit like the Nikita Paris situation. For yeah. Me personally. Yeah, this is where I kind of have the issue with people turning around saying Nikita Paris. We remember that oh, she was crap for Arsenal. Remember she had to resettle back into a league that she had previously left three years ago. Three years ago was different league. Yeah, wasn't the same, and it was also a different formation and everything else that comes along to it. It's not always easy coming back to places you've been. Lucy Bronze, she fit in quite well at Man City. Went to. Leon now and then back to City. Now, now she's at Barcelona. It's, yeah. it's different. So, um, for Lena, I would say okay, it's been hit and miss. But mm. you give her another season, considering that she can play oh, in both yeah. wings and everything, oh, and awesome. her height, she's going to be so important next season. And say if we do get that third spot, she could be the crucial point between having the players back. If she doesn't go to the World Cup, that's mm. that's the other thing. Yeah. What I would say is, firstly, the Paris one, I think she's doing great at Manchester United. And I'm really happy that she's actually doing reasonably mm-hmm. well at Manchester United. She's got, she's got, you know, she's getting some crucial goals. She's getting the minutes. She's actually starting games. For me, it was a sign. The signing was a mistake. It was, and, you know, we had a, we've had a few missed signings um, in the in the current regime. And um, unfortunately, Paris was one of them. Um, it was, mm-hmm. and we made the mistake. We rightly let her go on to Manchester United and she's doing great there and fair play to her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would also say is, um, uh, yeah, with, with the Hertig one, um, yeah, it's pfft. our signings generally seem, seem to kick in the next season. So I think the likes of um, like Wienreuter mm-hmm. became really good this season. Um, you know, Leonson Mornham has become really, really good this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see Hertig be good next season, but she's got to stay fit. Um, it is that because of the new league and everything, you have to kind of settle. And if you're getting injuries, you can't really settle. Yeah. And I worry if it will be it'll be a third season, but whether we'll be patient enough to indulge this signing um, long enough for her to integrate into the team. But we'll, we'll see. But it's and again, Gio's another one as well. Actually, Gio, she's she's had more game time, um, you know, and she's sort of been sort of in in and out of the team. Yeah. From the bench. She's a bench option. That's what she is now. She's a bench option because and as is Jodie Taylor, we are that down to the bare bones. Um, and it's it's I. I, I don't think they're brought on for tactical reasons now. I think they're brought on purely for squad rotation and mm-hmm. just as to make up numbers. Um, the same with Michelle Adjimang. Again, I don't think there is a tactical reason you bring her on other than to kill time on the clock. That's where we are now, unfortunately. Oh, no, definitely 100%. Um, so, score prediction for One tomorrow nil. night. What's One it nil. Be? Obviously, hopefully Crawley's football pitch won't be too frozen <laughs> over. Um, well, if it again, is. If I doubt it because it, it is the merry month of May. If it is, um, the more I can get around in. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's it's not stopped raining up by me tonight, and it should. Same down here. It should be, be nice, nice and muddy. Hopefully, mm-hmm. just the way just the way footballers like it. I've got to say, I like a muddy pitch, um, compared to a dry pitch. When you're okay. going for them, them tackles off the strikers, yeah, yeah, yeah. so much easier. Uh, so Matt, what's going to be what's the score going to be? Um, yeah, again, uh, I'm trying to remember what Brighton did at the weekend. I think they lost in the end, but um, it's going to be different. You're going to check it, aren't you? Just I've got scores in front of me. Just uh, two secs, and we go. Yeah, that's fine. I've, um, I'm just Brighton gonna... beat West Ham one 0 Yeah, oh, there you go, Lottie. You go, Lottie. Okay. So, uh, so it wasn't like. It's almost, as I said, 15 points. You used to kind of think, well, they've got, they might see this as like a chance to either just get an extra point on the board or almost like you can you kind of throw it away because you've got two other games and you kind of just don't need to go out and do anything. It was a bit of a shame, actually, because had we have played this at Crawley when we needed to, we could have won this game. Like sixes, and, well, I would have probably said it would have been sixes and sevens. Um, but I'm quite uh, since Adam's nicked it, I think I'll go for two nil again. Um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it goes though, because that if we can score one in the first half, mm. I'll be happy with that. Um, and then obviously get a second one in the second half, that'll that'll be fine for me. Um, just hopefully we can get the three points, and knock on wood, that's the most important thing at the moment. I just think we're going to start because I remember the, the Man City went to Brighton. Man, the Man City, Man City went to Brighton, the 1 2 1, but it was a bit of a slog because a sure late winner mm-hmm. that got them over the line. Brighton sort of really felt them off and also held them off. And maybe we saw how good they were against Man United in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. They they pushed uh, Man United away. I think it's going to be tight. And I think, which again, we're going to have to be so efficient with our chances because I think mm-hmm. we're going to struggle. I'm going 1 0 and I'm going to go for a debut, uh, 
not debut goal, a first goal for Jodie uh, on her return for Jodie Taylor. I think she will come off the bench oh. and scramble home, scramble home she a goal. She needs that goal before she before, before the end of the season. And this could be her moment. If Jodie Taylor scrambles home, the scruffiest of scruffy goals to make it mm-hmm. a one win, I think we'll all be happy. But then you could say at the end of the season, if we play Villa and like it's like we get a penalty against Villa in the last couple of minutes or something like that. Jodie Taylor's taken that penalty. And the cable took knock a top corner. She's left her lessons. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Uh, but yeah, if I... I'd like to see Victoria score. Yeah, I'd love to. See, I'd love her to see Palova score. But um, she's due yeah. one. Yeah, she's due one. Yeah, it was fantastic in that game. Mm-hmm. Against, uh, Leicester. Yeah. No. So I'm going to go two one. Purely on the basis we've got that new manager bounce. They're getting their points. They're mm. going to stay up. So we'll go two one to the Arsenal though. Yeah. Um, that is everything from us for now. We are back next Tuesday. Um, we'll obviously look back at Brighton and we'll be looking ahead to Everton. Everton. Everton, Everton, which is another midweek game. We've got three away games. Three away games on the trot before we go back to Wednesday. 6-15 kickoff against Everton. Yeah, well, tomorrow... If you do want to watch the game and you're in the UK, you can watch it on Sky Sports. It's half yep. past seven. Um, but that is everything from us for now. Um, and we will see you soon. See you soon. Bye.